0: Welcome to Farrow Field Press Box, uh, the Missouri Coaches Box, actually. Hopefully they don't know we're in here. <laughs> 51-14 win. I'm Alec Schiffer alongside Blair Kirkwall. Uh, pretty non-dramatic season opener, which is usually what you want. It is what you want.
1: I called it uh, no drama, a little boring, mm-hmm. you know. And and in, in that, it made it different than last year's season opener, which had a lot of drama, wasn't boring and really set the tone for a terrible first half of Missouri season. I think tonight, you know, it's, it's the easiest opponent that Missouri's going to play this year. It's the only Absolutely. F- it's the only FCS uh, opponent, the easiest one that they'll play. The schedule gets
0: gradually more difficult, but they didn't do hardly they hardly did anything wrong today. I yes. thought that was really important. Yeah, my big thing as you said last year we kind of leave the press box they gave up 43 points to Missouri, Missouri State. State. And we're all saying, if the defense is doing this against Missouri State, what are they going to do the next couple of weeks? They, they didn't, you know, 14 points. They had one bad play really, which is the yeah. one, the 57-yard touchdown, and that busted the coverage. And Barry said it was a miscommunication within the secondary, and that was that. But to me, I kind of leave more intrigued because they, Josh Heupel's offense was this hurry up. It was the same formation he had two guys out wide, a guy in the slot, and then a tight end attached to some linemen, and you have Alberto Steakhouse play coverage. They had three tight ends. They had two tight ends attached as linemen with guys on islands at the top. They had all these different formations, and the players said, well, we didn't even really show much of the playbook. We <laughs> right. we, we kind of kept it pretty pretty uh, niche just because of the caliber of opponent, Tennessee Martin So I'm – I'm very curious about Derek now as the offensive coordinator because he, he had some really nice play calls today. I thought he did too. Do you remember Missouri's first play
1: from scrimmage, offensive play from scrimmage last season against Missouri State? It was a touchdown. 65-yard touchdown, right? On their second possession, Missouri needed two plays to score their second touchdown. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, three plays into the season for Missouri, they had two touchdowns and, and were scoring instantly, right? Mm-hmm. And you think, wow, it's a great offense. but It didn't seem sustainable to me. So, what we saw tonight were touchdown drives 66 yard touchdown drives, 62 yard touchdown drives, seven, eight, nine play touchdown drives. Mm -hmm. I think that's significant for Missouri. Look, again, it's Tennessee Martin, it's not Georgia. Yeah. But the idea of getting your defense rested and and, in the offense grinding through a drive, I think that's significant for the Tigers.
0: I agree, and they they had series last year, even if they got a first down or two, because they were going so fast, it was like a minute 30, which doesn't really wipe a lot off the clock. They also kind of used everybody. I mean, the two freshman wide receivers made big plays, Jalen Knox and Cam Scott with maybe the two toughest catches of the day. Albert O had a couple of catches, but he was kind of – he didn't do much. And then – both running backs getting involved. Emmanuel Hall looking like he'll be easily favorite
1: gonna... favorite target, right? Yes. don't you think? Yes. I was really impressed with him. He set a a, a career record was 171 yards 171, a couple of yeah. touchdowns. You looked really good. Yeah. And I I do think you know it's like kind of like Tyreek Hill is for the Chiefs. I think mm-hmm. uh, Emmanuel Hall is going to be from the
0: zoo. Yeah, and now they they go to they have Wyoming coming here next Saturday. Wyoming was number one in the country in turnover margin last year. Heck of a statistic. A good matchup for Missouri's offense going into Purdue and Georgia, but Josh Allen isn't walking through the door. Right. It seems like they lost a lot on offense, so it's it's an interesting matchup because I think it's going to real now. You know, I think it's going to be really interesting to see what Dooley does next week with the offense and, and all they have, and the defense. Well. They looked pretty decent. They weren't as, this, you know, I thought with Terry Beckner back, they would have been in the backfield a little more and then maybe getting a little more yeah. sacks. But again, you know, I kind of feel like we're being even nitpicky with that given given where we were talking about a year ago. So you're
1: right. I, I did, you know, if you wanted to pick some nits with this, mm-hmm. I would say you didn't see great push up front. They didn't, mm-hmm. you know, they, they did bother the quarterback on occasion, but you, they didn't. I don't know how many sacks they ended up with. I think they had two, and it was Teres
0: Hall and Jacob Trump. So I don't even think it was a defensive line. Okay,
1: so but still, what did Tennessee Martin had two hundred and seventy total yards or something like that, and the and the starters were out by the third quarter. Um, it was twenty eight to I think it was twenty eight to nothing or before Tennessee Martin scored. Yeah. So the defense did a job, three and out the first two possessions. Mm-hmm. You know, heck in college football anymore, anybody can move the ball, anybody can score. Yeah. And. You know, Tennessee Martin also had an offense somewhat similar to Missouri in that a lot of quick-release stuff. You know, avoid, you can avoid sacks that way as well. Not, not a lot of drop-back stuff. So you mentioned Wyoming. Wyoming's already one-and-one. One. They played two games, yeah. beat uh, New Mexico State in the opener last week and got uh, blown out by Washington State yes. today. So I don't know what to make of it. I You know, New Mexico State lost, their, lost another game, so – I think this might be again. It's it's almost like a gradual increase in in, in schedule strength for Missouri. Mm-hmm. You get uh, one double A team this week, FCS. You get Wyoming, which you know, a mountain, you know, a, a non-power five, mm-hmm. you know, FBS, and then and then at Purdue. I think it. I think it kind of. It's a good way for Missouri to ease into the season.
0: Yeah, you know, even you're talking about the uh, two plays that Tennessee Martin scored. I mean. Honestly, credit to the quarterback. I mean, that was a fourth down scramble. Yeah, had, yeah, oh, yeah. Found the guy right in front of the end zone and set them up for first and goal. I mean, Missouri put pressure on him and they had guys coming at him. He just made a really like one in a million throw to to. Kind he of did. It, it was a great throw. Yeah, no doubt. And you
1: said in like the other touchdown was a busted coverage. Uh, yeah,
0: total busted coverage play. Yeah, and even with Wyoming, you know, I, I think Greg Bowles is an every underrated coach nationally. I do. I, I'm a big fan of him. I'm curious to see how he prepares for for Missouri, but yeah, I do. I, I like how you put it with the gradual increase because I think, I think they have to win Saturday because Purdue was kind of like their real. You know, Caleb uh, Kilgara said that they're treating every week like it's a Super Bowl. Well, I think in the eyes of fans, you know, it was pretty empty today, but it was hot as hell and a blowout opponent. Yeah, I, I think the Purdue game is the real measuring stick for the team because if they go into Purdue two and zero and they win, I think this place will be sold out for Georgia, for Georgia. and maybe they can pull it off. You know, when you think
1: about Missouri in the preseason going into the year and you're trying to kind of seed the East, mm-hmm. Georgia naturally is your favorite. Absolutely. I mean, they, they should ab- Absolutely. There's no, unquestionably the favorite. National runner up. Right. Yeah. Alabama a really good game. A lot of young guys back, a lot of mm-hmm. starters back. Absolutely, Georgia should be where it's considered. Um, however, Drew Locke is, is a game changer for me. He is the best, I think he's the best quarterback in the SEC. I think he has a chance to be the first. Quarterback taken in, in the NFL. He didn't put up gaudy numbers today, but I think, again, that's – He didn't spoke, have to. He didn't really, have to. Yeah. It spoke to wh- what Missouri was doing today. He had to throw for 500 yards and seven touchdowns last year mm-hmm. against Missouri State. Four touchdowns and 289 uh, yards. Yes. I think it's what he finished with. Not even close to getting sacked. I no. mean, he, he had all day to stand back there. No the real throw.
0: bad throws either. He overthrew it. Nothing Nothing concerning.
1: Right. So, so my point is, with him – you're right. If, if they beat Wyoming, get into Purdue and steal one there. Uh, they get Georgia here, and they've got the quarterback advantage. Mm-hmm. You got the quarterback advantage. They're going to have the quarterback advantage every game they play this year. Mm-hmm. And Georgia's got good quarterbacks, but yeah, I think got Missouri. Good yes, yeah. but I think Missouri's got the advantage.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna be really interested in that game. You know, we have got to see some of the backup quarterbacks today too, which has been a real. This is going to be the first time in a long time that Missouri hasn't had an Aaron waiting mean. Brad Smith had Chase Daniel. Chase had Blaine Gabbard, Blaine Gabbard, James Franklin, Matty Mock, Matty Mock to Drew. Yeah. There's no real error. I mean, Taylor Powell had a really nice throw to Emmanuel Hall. And, again, it's Tennessee Martins, the first game of the year. But I'm, I'm really curious to see how they kind of keep this situation going because it's not practical. Both Michael Wilson and Taylor Powell both roughly got about a quarter of playing time. That's not practical to sustain throughout the rest of the year. And I, I think if Barry Odom does think that this – roster has someone that could be the potential starter next year, they're going to have to figure out a way. You know, Gary Pinkle gave every quarterback in waiting a series or two. He sure did. I'm really curious to see how that situation unfolds because if you don't have – got to see what you have on the roster now before you go explore the grad transfer, the junior college market, or they have a current commit, Connor Bazlack. that I don't know if he'll be ready to play as a true freshman. So, I'm again, both looked – whatever today you know i thought powell's arm impressed me given that he was and i was surprised mm-hmm. he was the first one in given that wilson mm-hmm. played in garbage time last year but yeah i am really curious to see all right if they do get comfortable against wyoming is it both powell and wilson again is it just powell is it just wilson it's
1: well and, and next week may be the last opportunity to get a little garbage time mm-hmm. um at, at least uh with purdue georgia um coming up so but we'll see but i let me just say, I'm, I'm very impressed with your knowledge of Missouri history to roll off the backup quarterbacks in the Gary Pinkle era. That is, that is really
0: impressive. You, you know your stuff. I try. I'm <laughs> um, trying to think of anything. Again, blowout when we don't have to spend a ton of time here. If anyone's got questions. Um, yeah, let us know. Yeah, RB depth is nice to see. Um, yeah, DeMari, first game with Demario Crockett and Larry Roundtree. They combined for 100 yards, two touchdowns. What did, what did you think of the running game?
1: I, I was looking for a little bit more than, like, whatever they averaged, what, 4.5 or something Yeah. I wanted yes. I wanted a little bit more. But one thing I did notice, I think they had a hard time keeping their feet in the first half when it looked like they might break something. Mm-hmm. They kind of tackled themselves a couple of times. And, and I, I don't think it was the slipperiness of the field. or I, I think it was just a balance issue or something. But mm-hmm. I thought there were a couple of occasions where they could have broken longer runs, both of them. And ended up going down after eight or nine yards.
0: It's funny you say that because you were saying how, you know, to get nitpicky about like the two uh, plays, the defense allowed up for touchdowns. I, I was going to say to get nitpicky, you know, I, I kind of thought for the run game being as highly touted as it was and having both these guys back. And, again, Crockett hadn't played in the game in roughly since last October because he got hurt right. against Georgia. So I figured he'd have some rust. But, yeah, they only combined for 100 yards. They, Rountree had two more carries than Crockett. And I, uh, I was kind of surprised at just how, as you said, there was, no, there was no real impressive run. I mean, even Rountree had the nice spin move, but that he kind of fell on his feet afterwards. There, yeah. was no, there was no real eye-opening play from either one of them. They just kind of were solid. They weren't amazing given the competition.
1: So I asked Barry Odom after the game, you know, will he sleep better tonight than he did a year ago on this night after they played Missouri State? And he gave coach speak, you know, yeah. uh, there's the little things we got to clean up and everything. I actually do think this is one of the things that they, they probably would want to clean up. And it's funny because the offensive line and pass protection was fantastic today, absolutely yes. fantastic. Um, but for, for Missouri to rush for 164 yards, 3.7-yard average, I think that's that's the numbers that they want to improve on.
0: Yeah, you know, the pass protection, Emmanuel Hull said how his first touchdown when he was wide open around the two Zs of the end zone – was an accident because Locke told me they were supposed to have him get kind of like a quick pass and then go, and they didn't like the safety coverage. And he pretty much just walked around until he was open. Yeah, yeah,
1: I, I noticed that. I noticed that, you know, he, he extended the route because there was time
0: to extend the route yeah. on, on
1: both of his touchdowns.
0: Yeah, So we, and it, the offensive line giving him as much time as it did. You know, they had a guy in Sam Bailey who played a lot early in his career and, and kind of got replaced by more Barry Odom recruits. He filled in for uh, Kevin Pendleton. With the way that they were given a pass protection, it's interesting that they didn't open up the holes that they did for, for the running backs. And then Tyler Beatty, I thought, was decent. He's been a guy they've been talking about all throughout camp. Uh, Demario Crockett compared him to De'Anthony Thomas just in terms of speed, oh, well, which he – that's a – That's pretty, compliment. It's pretty – yeah, it's pretty co- uh, company. Yep. But, I uh, again, he did some stuff, but there was no eye-popping moment for the for the run game, which right. was, I mean, like the freshman receivers, Cam Scott and, and J.K. Yeah. Knox, two of the nicest catches on the day. Oh my God! And the city, Cam's was really impressive. Yes, really impressive. Uh, it, it's with that. It's kind of tough to say what was more. I mean, he had the tough catch with a guy on him. Yes. Then he shook two, three tackles to get into the end zone. It, yeah, it's, that was impressive. Really, I
1: was impressed with that kid. I didn't know much about
0: him. Yeah. So, and then the tight ends kind of really, you know, they they did some good block stuff. I mean, there wasn't a ton. There wasn't really a, a need for them per se, and I, you know, everyone said, well, why didn't Barry Oden call the, the play-action play that is money for Albert O every time? Right. The rest of well, I don't think that they needed to. And, again, the plays the guy said they tried to get the playbook tight. If I'm Derek Dooley, I don't want a team to know why I right. took that from Josh Heifel. Right. That's right. Um,
1: impressive overall, though. I, I, I think bottom line today is they did exactly what they had to do. And not every team that plays an opponent that you think is – you're going to be overmatched or over overwhelm them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, th- that happened. Just look at what's going on at Kansas State tonight and uh, Penn State, Appalachian State. You know, you just want to get through this first week if you're a favorite and hope it's a clean game as much as it can be. And and it's a you know you, you play. There's going to be some nerves because it's an opening game. You just want to get out of there. And I think Missouri got out of here feeling pretty good about itself.
0: Yeah, I, I agree completely. we got a couple questions. A lot of flash from the freshman receivers. Nate Brown's snaps going to be steadily reduced. You know, with receiver, they bring in so many bodies. I think it's kind of too early to tell. I mean, Nate Brown caught everything really thrown to him today, but he didn't really do much after the catch. And, again, you know, the freshman looked good, but Alex O'Fale, I covered him when he was in high school down the road at Rockridge. I thought he was a phenomenal high school player. I was stunned he didn't really get in until garbage time. And I think he's someone that they'd like to try to ease into maybe – Pushing for a starting job, Rashad Floyd is out with a foot injury. He'll be back for Purdue probably. He's another one that kind of has to be factored in. So I, I think, I think that the if you're a returning receiver like a Nate Brown or a veteran like a Jonathan Johnson, you kind of look at the freshman today and say, okay, well, I I got to bring him to practice now.
1: Well, but, but you feel better about the the position group yes, because of these, this, these freshmen. Um, so who leads his team in receptions this
0: year? After today, I feel like it's a. I think you know. Emmanuel Hall had five or six drops last season, where because that they were such he was the go route guy with the fifty yard yeah. pass. Yeah. I think if he gets all five or six of those, I don't know if he's gone to the NFL, but he definitely is a thousand yard receiver. Probably preseason All SEC. Everything doesn't have that, and uh, and I and I think he knows it too. So I think he'll be their leading receiver. I wouldn't be surprised if he got a thousand. Um, after that, you know, I think Nate Brown could lead them in catches, but. You know he doesn't get a lot of yards after the catch right now, so that's kind of you lead him in catches, but what'd you do after it? Right. So I didn't see many drops today. Were there? I you know Hall and yeah, I said how he had on last season. There was there was a couple that were slightly overthrown. Yeah, you know, When yeah. you got on the play, it's kind of tough to get, especially because we were in the further press box. How? Yeah. How close was it? But yeah, maybe one or two if that. So most of locks and completions, and then you know he had. He was 19 he for 25 because he didn't have many. Yeah, he, uh, he's talked so much about completion percentage being important to him as he goes to the NFL. I think he hasn't cracked 60 yet. If 75 is not practical every night, but if he could really get around 65, that, that could Absolutely. do a lot for his draft stock. Absolutely. What else you got? Um, let's see. Pick the results the next for the five most critical games of the year, Purdue, Georgia, Bama, SC, Florida. Look, you want to start with Bama because I feel like that – Yeah,
1: well, that's that, that to me is the easiest game to project, right? I mean, that's if, they, if they
0: win, to me, it's the biggest regular season win in program history. Well, you'd have
1: to, you'd have to go back. Missouri fans from uh, from the '70s will tell us the times they beat Notre Dame, Ohio State, etc. Yeah.
0: But but in a dynasty like this, oh no, no, that would yeah. be, it would be, it'd, be it'd be the
1: conversation instantly. It yeah. would be phenomenal, and but it's the lowest percentage chance of victory. Agree, agree. So that's an L. Um, I, I think the next lowest percentage chance of victory would be Georgia. Would it be? I think that's the next best opponent. Yes. But but they got him here. They have him here, and the conditions might be right
0: for for you know they they're not going to be favored.
1: They're Georgia not going to be, be favored.
0: favored. The the thing that makes me wonder about the Georgia game and why I, I feel comfortable picking them to win almost because the last time Georgia was here in Barry Odom's first year, they had to lead the whole game, and then there was that blown fourth yeah. down coverage. Yep. Uh, I think that was Fromm. That was on. That was quarterback for Georgia back then before he went to Washington. If you're the Mizzou seniors, I feel like you have to have a sour taste. I think if they won that game, they would have been in a bowl game that year. Found a way to make it work. And I just feel like with the next time they're coming to town and everything now, that, that that'll be fresh in their minds. And if they win at Purdue, they, they come into that game with a lot of momentum and energy. And I get, guess we can transition the Purdue game I've never heard again. You've been covering this long. I've never heard of someone say, "Man, West Lafayette's a tough place to go win."
1: It's it's not. Although they, they, they had a nice season a year ago. Yes, and I, I like
0: Jeff Brom as a
1: coach. We all do. Yes. I think mean, the guy's
0: a good. Seems to be a good coach.
1: They lost their opener the other day yeah. to uh, to Northwestern, but I think Northwestern's a good program this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were certainly Northwestern was good last year, but I, I think the I think Missouri now becomes the favorite in that game. I, I looked at it as a toss-up game going into the season. I think Missouri is now a favorite in that game.
0: Yeah, I I think that Barry Odom knows how important of a game that is for his team. If they don't win at Purdue, there's gonna be some empty seats in here for Georgia. And I think fan interest might be based off that game because the first two games are such low level opponents. Yeah. To where, you know, again, this is a fan base where when they're winning the place is sold out. When they're when they're on the fence, they don't get the benefit of the doubt all the time. So and the thirty five to three embarrassment list, you're going I think there is some yeah. sour – some sour taste with these teams, so I would project that as a win. South Carolina and Florida, I've really struggled. with. I'm a huge Jake Bentley fan. I think you know you said how Locke's the best quarterback in the conference. I agree with that. You know, there's been talk of Tua, Jalen Hurts, uh, Nick Fitzpatrick, yeah. Jared Stidham. It's a good, I think here, good year. good year for quarterbacks. Yes, players, I think on a good day Bentley can hang with a lot of those guys, and he kind of gets overshadowed by the quantity hmm. of good quarterbacks in the league. Where, where, where are those games? South Carolina and Florida.
1: Yes, on the a, road. They're on the road. On the they're road. Multiple.
0: All right. Well, that, that, Missouri's honestly, won in South Carolina before, too.
1: They, they have. They, they won in Georgia. Uh, yeah. So, all right, look, you, you you give me those five games, in, in terms of who's going to be favored, Missouri's one in four in those five games, right? Yeah. Don't you think? They're, they're, I mean, it, it depends on how the season unfolds. Uh, mm-hmm. With, with the, South Carolina obviously looked, looked impressive, beating Coastal Carolina yeah. by a ton today. Um, I don't know what Florida has done. But, uh, look, one in four based on the odds – I want to see Missouri next week before
0: I – I just want to see – I want to see Missouri against a, an FBS opponent. You know, it's funny. As you pleading the fifth on this one, Soren Petro had me on to pick those two games. I said, you know, I I don't disagree with the notion that Florida's going to be better under Dan Mullen. But – I think
1: eventually they will be. Yes. I do.
0: Yes. Better overall at the end of the season. But where are they when Mizzou comes there? And, and you know – the other thing is because a lot of these big games in the East happen so early with South Carolina against Missouri and Florida and Georgia. Same thing with Missouri. Those teams, know, we're going to go into the middle of October having a pretty good idea of who's in contention to win and not win the SEC East. Right. Missouri could come into both those games having a real shot at it, and especially if they come off the – if they beat Georgia and – some of those teams could be checked out at that point, knowing where their fate is. So that's right. It's it's, it's it's happened before. Yeah, it's it's too early to call. I think on both those. I Florida's the team. I I agree that South Carolina looked good. I watched a bit of them today. Florida, I really have to see before I feel comfortable picking them. I, I think I think Missouri can hang more at South Carolina though than they can at Florida. If that All right. Sense. So here's what
1: I'm going to do. I'm going to give them a split in the Florida South Carolina games, making two and three in those five. I've got them 9 and 3 on the season. I'm I'm a little more bullish on Missouri than, than most people that I see have them 7 and 5, maybe 8 and 4. Mm-hmm. I just I think they're going to win all their non-conference games now. Um and uh, and 9 and 3. let so mm-hmm. lose to Alabama, Georgia and then either between South Carolina and Florida.
0: I've been around that same that same mark. Now, let me ask you this if they're 9-3. Do you think Drew Locke is in the Heisman conversation with a record like – because usually the, you need at least – 9 is like the cutoff. It for, is. Tim Tebow won it with the 9-3 Yeah, exactly. And do, does the 9-3 record, given that they do have a tougher non-conference than most schools that play four cupings? Memphis is a good team. It is. Wyoming is better than what most teams would schedule. Again, Tennessee Martin's really their own. And then Purdue mm-hmm. is another Power 5 team. I am of the belief, and this is where I think it's so tough for Drew in the Heisman race – I think his best chance to enter the Heisman race is they beat Georgia and they go Uh, 9-3. I think that's the resume that gets him in New York. No
1: doubt. Um, will Greer apparently had a big game today for West Virginia. Yes, I, didn't, I saw the box score. I didn't see a ton of that. So he was – you know, I actually picked him to win the Heisman in the um, in the preseason. I just think there's going to be opportunities he's in the Big 12. Yes. They, they, they were you know, obviously a passing, you know, pass-happy league. That he's, offense,
0: he'll, he'll get the numbers he needs. He after will.
1: He's, he's got an offensive-minded coach in Dana Holgerson, So that's – I do have Greer winning the Heisman. But I think Locke – has a chance of being the top quarterback drafted um, in, in next April. So um, more important. Did I tell you? Did I mention this to you? That I, I talked to Chase Daniel last week about mm-hmm. uh, about Drew Locke. I was with the Chiefs up in up in Chicago, and apparently Chase and Drew have exchanged texts. And Chase is one of Drew's biggest fans. He just is really stoked about uh, about his season. And you know, Chase. Came, you know, not that Chase was going to leave after his junior year, but he played as a senior here and. Now Drew's back as a senior and, and Chase's advice was absolutely enjoy every moment of this. It's the um, you know, it's the last your last you know it's your last year of college. So take advantage of every moment, enjoy every game, every practice, every moment with your when you're with your teams. And every time I talk to Drew, I get a sense that he's doing that. He just seems so upbeat and happy and uh the way he was talking about the offense tonight, he just he just seems to be in a good place. You know, he's
0: really out of his shell with us. He's cracking jokes. He's he's a lot looser. I think that he that's the veteran coming out of him. I, I know these guys. I know what their deal is. Um, I got nothing to lose anymore. That's just let's just go be myself. And if yeah. you haven't read it,
1: read uh, Alex's story about uh, Drew and his uh, his sixth grade team. I guess it was first organized football. First time he played quarterback, quarterback for Yes. Yeah. The Highlights are crazy. It was a neat story. If you if, go to Kansas dot and read that.
0: Awesome. Anything else we got? I got Cliff bothering me to finish my story. Now. So, <laughs> so. twenty five minutes. That was a good run. So, yeah. We. Uh, this is Blair Kirkoff. This is Alex Schiffer, and uh, don't know if i will have company next week with the Chiefs going to LA, but but, but we, I think more often than not. Yes. Yes. So we'll be making these a, a regular habit this season. I like pink shirt. Thank you. Know, it's, it's the only time I'm gonna get to wear a summer color, really, so I'm with a new tie, too, so. Very nice. Yes. Thank you for joining us, guys. Nice.